So we are live. We are recording the season finale of season one of Maison d'Antoinette. So, Buenvenue à la Maison, that means welcome home. Um, season one has been all about adversity, the different kinds of adversity that we face and our position to how we look at adversity. You know, there are certain adversities that we're kind of witnessing that just happened to us. Like 2020, I would say, is an adversity that we're kind of witnessing. We didn't cause it, we didn't control it, but it's something that we have to do and, and go through. And there are certain adversities that we are active in creating for ourselves. Um, poor planning, <laughs> toxic relationships, staying in those things. Um, you know, there's, look, y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> Some of that is adversity that we bring upon ourselves. And so season one, I really kind of broke down some of the different adversities that I've been through and some that I created myself, I'm not gonna lie. I, I had, I, I'm realizing just how filthy a rag my life has been before Christ. And, and to be perfectly honest, with him still being here. You know what I'm saying? Look, we don't have it all together. We don't have it all together. And so even in our trying to live right, we don't always do right. And so there have been some serious adversities that I have brought upon myself. <laughs> now, I think for 2020, a lot of us, you know, me and my group of friends, we always sit down and say, okay, 2020, this is our year, y'all. What's your word for the year? What's your word for the year? And so um, I think in 2018, my word was create. Um, and that's when I launched the new brand, 2019. I don't even remember what that was. Um, remember, maybe? I'm just kidding. I don't know what the word was. But, you know, I think of a lot of us went into 2020 like, okay, perspect, uh, clarity, the Lord's about to show us. And, you know, and then you get hit with all these slaps in the face. And what I think this year really was about, for myself at least, perspective. Like we thought it was gonna bring us clarity, but it really brought us a different way to look at how we do things. You know, a different way to look at how we approach interacting with one another. We don't know what these people out here got. <laughs> at any time, you know? And it, it has shifted for myself. I know there's a lot of moms in here. This uh, homeschooling Jesus. <laughs> and you know, I heard a lot of people complaining about the homeschooling, the homeschooling, the homeschooling, and the Lord just brought it to me to say, this is a season in which I'm grateful that I get to see not only what is my child learning, what is the dialogue and the rhetoric that they use with my child? How did they set her up for success or failure? You know, what are they actively teaching? And uh, hello, excuse me, Mr. So-and-so, um, is that how you talk to all the kids? I'm just kidding, I have not ever popped. <laughs> my head into the Zoom, I have not popped into the Zoom. But I think that it really has shown me just that different perspective to say, this is actually a time for the first time in our generations and generations before us that we can be that active in our child's education. That we are in the classroom every day to know, okay, well, you know what, we might need you to get into an advanced math class because this seems too easy. Or we might need you to get a little extra help over here because that seems too much. And so it's really just shifting the perspective and the way that we perceive some of these adversities and really pivoting our perspective to make it be a positive thing for us. And I know that you guys have all kind of witnessed 
everything that I've been witnessing. So, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all these different things and these different emotions. And again, with the perspective, it starts to show you, okay, well, you said you've been my friend this whole time, but now I'm realizing that you have these views. I'm realizing that you have this kind of heart behind this or lack thereof, right? And so it really is a time of perspective, you know, really, uh, oh, you know, I'm not a block party kind of person. I don't, but I didn't had a couple of block parties. <laughs> you're invited, you're invited, you're invited. Blocked. Um, I had to, I said, God blocked it. You know, you gotta, <laughs> sometimes you gotta just take it there. But it really has shown me perspective in the way that we, so many things I want to talk to you guys about. I'm trying not to talk your ear off. Um, when I was 17, I hosted a women's Bible studies. I don't know if my mom remembers this. They actually, we weren't women. I was in high school. Um, but girls would come over and we would have Bible studies at my house. Um, and it was during that season of life. And Myra didn't make it, but Myra was one of the people that would come. Um, that God showed me, like clear as day, outfit, music, everything. Um, like a convention center sold out people walking across the stage. And I was like, okay, okay, I, uh, okay, Lord, is that where we, okay, cool, 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 <laughs> cool, 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 um, And so, so all of the things that had happened in my life, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, so this is that moment, right? So now you're gonna show me, okay, I have breast cancer, I'm gonna speak at this event, this is what you're talking about? And he's like, no, there's more, no, there's more. And it's like, a lot of times we try to make a chapter our whole story. You know, we try to allow an adversity or the blessing to be our identity. And it wasn't until this year that he said, what I'm... Whew. What I am calling you to do is bigger than anything you can think. And he said, you've been thinking that it was just talking, sharing your story, just that's, that's the identity. That's where, where your truth lies. And he said, what if that that I showed you is going into politics? What if that that I showed you is changing things on the, not just a personal with your girlfriends and their girlfriends, what if it was local and then national and international? So those of you that are in my circle know that I recently got into grad school um, and I'm going for public administration. Um, and I just, you know, I didn't, I don't know about politics, but I know about people. And I know about what pains us and I know about what blesses us and I know about what it's like to be a single mom living in California with no health care. I know what it's like to be, you know, the, the kinds of things that our nation is facing and needs to have diversity of thought in a room. I know those things. And um, thank you. I may need more. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is perfect. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so I think really what, what the perspective also showed me is just be fluid. 
in God's purpose and plan for you. And I have to just shout out my girl, Ophelia, that I met through my girl, Shemaya. You know, the Lord will just, it's a chess game. And let me tell you, so Shemaya, um, thank you. Auntie Cynthia about me, so thank you. Um, we are live, y'all. This is live, so. <laughs> Shemaya invited me, the Lord just put on her heart to invite me to an event that she was speaking at. And that day I had a headache. My spirit wasn't right. My makeup wasn't coming together. My little edges wasn't laid out. You know, it was just every every little reason it was in LA. You know what I'm saying? Every reason that you're like, you know what, I just, I'm not even gonna go. And I said, you know what, no, no, that's no. So then I got there, you guys, I'm gonna try to tell this story in one minute <laughs> because I can go on for a long time. So I got to the event and it was a beautiful event and they had, you know, a place setting and there was a gift there and a card that said, had a little message on it, signed God. And so in the message, it said, think outside the box. And I was like, this isn't for me. This isn't, this word isn't for me. I already think outside the box. I'm like, what'd you get? Well, I'm, I'm literally, I'm like looking at the other people's cars. You know, I think God meant for you to sit here. I was going to sit there. And, it, and so he chastised me. I'm just kidding. He didn't chastise But <laughs> he dealt with me because I, I was also trying to tell him what kind of message I needed to hear when I needed to hear it. And so it was days later, days later, the Lord said, think outside the box you put yourself in. I needed to change my perspective. It wasn't just think outside the box, come up with the creative ideas. I do that naturally. I'm a creative. I'm an Aquarius. I, you know, I'm a bird. You got Let me fly. But he said, think outside the box you put yourself in. Now it's up on my wall. It is up on my wall. So I say it every day because, again, we will limit ourselves. I said, okay, God, thank you. You gave me breast cancer. I'm healed. Praise God. I'm about to show people how to you know, do self breast exams. I'm going to encourage and empower them in this way. I'm going to do this. And that's the box I put myself in. That was what I thought it was. And then it was like, okay, well, I love to style people. I love fashion. I'm going to use fashion as a way to empower people. That was the box I put myself in. And God said, think outside the box that you put yourself in, that you have allowed your adversity to define who you are instead of letting me define who you are and so really as I go through went through season one from being married and divorced to it's, it's, there's no other way to describe it but some shit okay <laughs> sometimes you just gotta make it plain <laughs> we some of us we done been through some shit and that's just what it is <laughs> I don't know about you. I know I have. <laughs> and this year really has taught me so much about the way that I look at and the way that I perceive even the shit. Because we're looking at it saying, this is too hard. I can't do this. I don't understand. This is uncomfortable. I don't like this. This makes me feel low. I'm, you know, Lord, how, how, how low can you go? Like, I'm down already. <laughs> we're, where is my next place? And the Lord said, that's a position of power. Brokenhearted, that's a position of power. Vulnerable, that's a position of power. Uncomfortable, that's a position of power. Educated, that's a position of power. And we have to start using our perspective to shift the way that we look at the things that are happening around us. And 
when I really looked at, okay, so I've gone through these things and they have not been great, but they've all led me to a different season, to another level up, to another version of me that is getting closer and closer to the calling, getting closer and closer to being worthy of what he's called me to do. Even I was just talking to, I don't remember who I was talking to, I'm always talking to somebody. Um, <laughs> you know, I was in this long-term relationship and y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and I was thinking about if only he would just say sorry this way. If only he would just fess up to this or have take ownership of this. Maybe I'd feel, and I was thinking, one, why am I looking to the person who broke me to heal me? Two, I started to realize that, okay, that was his season of life. But the difference is in my perspective now, just because I have that comprehension doesn't mean I have to cooperate. Just because I understand that that's your season of life that you're in, I don't have to be complicit to where you're at. Now I just need to know that I had to tell some people the other day, now that I know my worth, you can't afford me. <laughs> and that includes my employers, you know, which is uh, on period. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> You know, now that I know what I'm worth, baby, it's gonna take a whole lot more than anything you ever came to the table with. And that old shenanigans that you was pulling, no, 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 no. Because sometimes I feel like because of our adversity, we, we get beat down, beat down, beat down. And I don't say that we become weak, but we become so desensitized to our worth that we allow certain things to take place and to happen and we accept them and then we, just for the sake of having a companion, we put up with some, what my cousin created the word, padockery, which just means a, a bunch of foolishness. <laughs> People out here just padockerizing. <laughs> this is padockerization going on in here. And you know, we need to add it to the dictionary, y'all, let's add it. Um, <laughs> But we allow ourselves, because we've been desensitized to our worth, to allow ourselves to just be a part of any kind of nonsense, just for the sake of saying that I'm not alone and still feeling alone. And I know what it's like to be in a relationship for 10, 12, 14 years and be by yourself. You're in that thing by yourself. And I really had to, and I think, um, me and my sis Mandy that I invited, we talked about this over Instagram. And the way that God works, when you're operating in your purpose, the doors, I was just, if you guys ever watch Catch My Lives, you know, I'd be dropping, dropping nuggets sometimes here and there. But I said, every time I chased something, money, a relationship, I never found it. In the times when I just alchemically allowed myself to flow in the spirit, it found me. And, you know, sometimes in a relationship, so let's go back to the same little whack relationship. You know, I've talked about, I talk about, I think in the podcast too, like he told me he didn't like the color red. He didn't like red lipstick. So for years I did not wear red lipstick. And 
you know, he said at one point I used to do my makeup like a drag queen. Just all these little things. Yes, y'all, it was a mess. But I really, <laughs> it's so funny when you look back, it's like, why would I ever go, what would I go back to? What would I, what would I even, what, just, you just tried it, just tried it. And then, okay, this is some shade, but I'm gonna throw it anyway. Because it'd be those ones that then have some funny looking exes that be taught, I'm like, well, well, what you came from? What, I mean, I know, come. <laughs> I what did you, <laughs> yeah, I know we went there. I <laughs> Podockery, Podockery, <laughs> the Podockery. <laughs> what you came from, but you know what? It's <laughs> it's the the part about us that I feel like makes us feel bad about what people say is that we're not rooted enough in in us and you know when we start to think about what I am said about us yeah. and we are that made in his image and I if he is then I am oh baby you can't tell me nothing now I, you know, I uh, look <laughs> you can't tell me anything all the time auntie Cynthia said no to self auntie Cynthia said hurt people hurt people <laughs> And yes, and they jab and they stick and they poke and they prod. And unless you have literally put on that full armor yeah. on a daily basis, you just never know when them darts gonna just pierce the side of you know and just get in there. Ooh. But anyway, I am just grateful, not just for the good times, but for the bad times. I'm grateful for the relationships that weren't extremely healthy because now that I'm in a relationship that is healthy, I know what I want. I know what it looks like. I know what it doesn't look like. I can be a little bit more. I'm not just speaking from desire. I'm speaking from a position of perspective. I'm speaking from a position of experience. And I think a lot of times people speak their opinions as though they're fact. And a lot of times we talk about what we would or wouldn't do in a situation we've never been in. And it really helps when you've been someplace so you know how to either go back to it or to not go back to it. <laughs> so I'm grateful for the adversities that I've been through because, you know, it's, it's made me a superhero. <laughs> and that's basically what I want for everybody in this room is for us to just embrace not just those good days, but those bad days as well. And really just sit in that uncomfortable position to say, why am I here? What's next? And even if you don't get that answer right now, you've positioned yourself, because Lord knows, we be wanting stuff that we are not postured to receive. Well. You know, look, sis, because for years I said, I, I just wanna, I wanna be married again, I wanna have another baby, and I, Lord, thank you, Jesus, you didn't answer that prayer. Okay. Thank you, God. Because <laughs> I was not in a position, <laughs> nor was I postured, <laughs> to fully walk in that. And it could have taken me off track from where I was supposed to be. And so, so many times, you know, we, I was talking about this on the last live. Like, I don't, I love my boyfriend, but I'm glad I get to have a velvet couch and he doesn't have any say. You know, I have a sequins tablecloth. Can't nobody tell me about my tablecloth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get my, all my closet, all the closets. <laughs> Sorry, Sanaya. <laughs>
<laughs> I got all the closets and the balcony. I got clothes in my kitchen, y'all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Under the bed, the balcony, the kitchen. The kitchen is, it's I just got a, I just got a storage unit for the rest of my clothes, you guys. That's another podcast. That's another. <laughs> um, but I'm just grateful that he does it when it's supposed to happen. He does it how it's supposed to happen. And sometimes he doesn't do it at all because it's not supposed to happen. Um, I haven't talked about this openly any place, but I had a miscarriage last year. So, the feeling of like, oh, yes, this is my winning season. Praise God. Yes, this baby's about to be a blessing. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I, that that's the season that I was in. I was like, yes, I cannot wait. This is perfect. This is my happy ending. And then I felt like God was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and so my question was, well, why you do that then? Why? Why would you bring me to a place that you were just going to take me out of? Why would you show me the glimpse of this season of the sun, like the sun coming out right now, and then just cloud cover? And then perspective. My baby would have been here March 6th, the week before we went under quarantine. You know, what, how, who, where, why, out me at the house with a baby, with all my velvet and sequins. <laughs> my friends come over now and I'm like, Can, are you gonna change your baby's diaper on my couch? Oh, okay, let me get you five towels and maybe put them on the floor. I'll bring you a blanket, let me. <laughs> Look, my, I'm not postured, okay? <laughs> To have an infant <laughs> um, but that actually leads me to my next announcement because what God showed me is Isaiah 43 19 and there's a lot of different of course translations but the one that that I'm gonna mix it in together to make it sound how I want it to sound is he says behold look I'm doing a new thing Will you not see it? Can you not see it? And that just made me feel like there's certain things that we look at as being a negative and he's saying, that's nothing but sleight of hand. Don't look over there. You're, you're, not, you're trying to find out what the magician is doing, but you, if you, the Wizard of Oz, look behind the curtain. That, that thing that you thought was shiny on the outside, look behind the curtain and see what the real purpose of this thing is. Because I'm getting ready to do a new thing and you have to be postured and positioned to receive. If I'm going to make a road in your wilderness, you gotta be in the wilderness. If I'm gonna make a river in your desert, guess where you got to be? The damn desert. And it is uncomfortable. In the desert. It is uncomfortable. Y'all, I did a photo shoot. I don't know if you saw my Instagram. We did a photo shoot. This child had me in the wilderness. Because I said, I need pictures for my Road in the Wilderness retreat that I'm doing in January 2021. And she said, okay, lay down. And I said, wait, God, hold on. 
She was like, lay, it's a nice part. Lay right here. I'm like, define nice, because this is a bunch of thickets. I'm out here separating the wheat from the tares. I was like, what? <laughs> I was, I, I, uh, y'all know I don't do nature like that. So y'all better appreciate these pictures when they drop. Because I was in the straight up wilderness. But God said, I'm about to do a whole new kind of thing that you've never seen before. And you have to be positioned in a position of power to be able to have the perspective to see what I'm trying to do in your life. And sometimes it's going to call you to it's going to call you to be broken to see how I'm going to fix you. Sometimes it's going to cause you to be in the midst of that adversity so I can show you on the other side what it's actually supposed to look like and feel like and be. So with that being said, I'm so excited that I was able to wrap up season one with you guys here as we go into season two. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys so much. And I'm so excited to be launching the Road in the Wilderness Retreat. It is going to be two nights, three days in Escondido in a, um, a bomb 6,500 square foot home in the middle of a bunch of acres. And we are going to have purpose planning sessions. We are going to um, have curated food and dinners and sleepoverness and all kinds of <laughs> just all kinds of goodness and I really just wanted to I'm full to the brim and I gotta pour this back out I there was a season of my life where I was pouring so much pouring so much that I had nothing and you know what that is a position of power I was empty and God said now perfect <laughs> Now that you're empty, you got all that out, I got something new for you. In a different way, in a different look, with a different brand, with a different confidence, with a different adversity, with a di child, let me, let me look. If you let him do it, it can't get no right. <laughs> when I had my nonprofit, I was off work for two years, going through surgeries and treatments, and I was low on money. Of course, I had no job. Unemployment and you know disability only lasts for so long before they like, okay. Medi-Cal even said, you not healed yet? We not staying for nothing else. You, all those surgeries, you not done? Well, good luck. Um, and so somehow in all of that, I never went without. I never was hungry. I might've been hungry. No, I wasn't, I wasn't not starving, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> I, I never missed a beat. I probably did more in those two years for outreaching and pouring into the lives of other women that needed to be poured into than I've done in my entire adult life. <laughs> I gave and I served, and there is success in your service. And sometimes we don't, we get tired because I went through a season of like, haven't I served enough? Who else I, how many of you I gotta help? I gotta help more? I'm not famous yet. Then, I'm not, I'm not cashing, cashing no Kardashian size paychecks. Haven't I spoken on enough free panels? Haven't I spoken, you know? You, you get burnt out, let's be honest. We, we give and we give and we give and God really shifted my perspective on that and said, now that you're empty, now I can put something new in there. I can show you a different way to go about it. I can show you 
a different way to attack business. I can show you a different way to touch lives in a way that's going to be meaningful and ultimately bring glory to him, which is the purpose of everything. And those days when I felt like, I don't want to go. I'm glad that I went. <laughs> those days, you know, like going to L.A. And, you know, it, it, was, tra it was a sad. Wasn't it a Saturday, Ophelia? Wasn't it? I think it was a Saturday. And, the, and it was traffic going to LA. I'm like, on a Saturday! You know, just everything, just in opposition. And just to see that note and to know all that it means to me now, God saying through my sister Ophelia, like, and that even comes down to every single word, every line. I mean, oh, you guys, so many things I could say, but I'm gonna try to wrap up. <laughs> Reading the word of God is only living if you are applying it. So it's only the living word if it is applicable to the way that you operate. Because if, if it's not, if you're not applying it, it's no different from reading green eggs and ham. It's just a story. And those of you that know, you can come back to a verse and read it in a different way and say, oh, this part applies to me now. Oh, now this part applies to me now. This is what, okay, I'm looking at the, y'all, y'all. <laughs> so when I read that, you know, you read it real fast and it's just think outside the box. And I'm like, this is not for me. I literally was like, what card do you have? Maybe this is your word. I really was trying to get rid of my little card. And I said, you know what? Stop being so stank. You know, just filthy rags. Just accept what you have been given and just be grateful. Just because won't we try to just <laughs> tell him that wasn't the right time, that wasn't the right this, that wasn't how I wanted it. God, you know that's not what I meant, you know. And when I really had to look at the way I was even reading it, think outside of your box. You put yourself in this box to say that you can only accomplish this much or your adversity has only taught you this much, or you're not called enough to be here. You're not good enough to be in this circle. You're not educated enough to operate in this. You can't speak up in this kind of situation. You can't, we put ourselves in these boxes and as soon as we allow ourselves to think outside the box that we even put ourselves in, it just shifts your whole paradigm. I mean, you can just do, so back to school. Because even I said, Lord, if I'm going to, if it's for me, let me get in the program. And then I was like, I'm not good enough to get in the program. I'm not going to get in the program. And they're like, congratulations, you got in the program. <laughs> I was like, yeah, me. Okay, did you read my transcript? Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. And then I said, okay, Lord, if it's not for me, don't let my financial aid come through. He said, keep the party going. I said, okay. <laughs> Okay, the financial aid came, like, financial aid came in m the Monday that school started on Tuesday. Wow. And I was like, okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. Okay, um, well, if I'm not supposed to be in the program, don't let me get good grades. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm doing these projects. I don't know. I haven't, I went to design school. I didn't have to write anything in, you know, an academic kind of rhetoric. I've done everything creatively. 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%. I was like, oh, okay. God, if, if it, 
Look, <laughs> if, I, if I'm not supposed to be in the program, don't let me know what I'm talking about in the chat, because you know we're all on Zoom. And everybody's saying the same thing I'm saying. And I said, okay, okay. I'm gonna stop being Jonah. I'm gonna just go ahead on and go to Nineveh, okay. Okay. And I don't know what that looks like and I don't know what that means, but I know that what we are called to do is bigger than what we put in our minds that we can do. And it doesn't mean that it has to be on a global scale, even though I do want to be ambassador. Hendrix, I would love for them to say it like that too. Um, <laughs> I want to be the, the, the ambassador to France. That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but um, even if it's not that, even if whatever that looks like, making a difference in my child's life, that's my legacy. That's what I'm called to be, to do bigger and better. If that's just in my immediate circle, that's what I'm called to do bigger and better. Whatever it is, we are all called to do something bigger and better and don't let adversity stand in the way of that. Thank you guys so much.